you're tuning in to an episode from Adventure Emerge 2021, the number one entrepreneurship conference for students and researchers worldwide. This episode is brought to you by our event sponsors, Edinburgh Innovations and Vonage. Welcome back, everyone. We have Maria Pope and Amara Miller with us on stage. Maria and a venture program and community managers at Republic. Republic being a fintech company specializing in investment-related services in the private markets, including retail and investment platform, blockchain advisory service, and a private capital division. So yeah, together they will discuss the, the topic that's very important, democratization of access to capital and the role of Republic in that. Without further ado, I'll just pass the mic on to you guys. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ben. We're so excited to be here today with all of you uh, here from Republic. I'm Maria. This is my amazing colleague, Amora. And for this session, I'll give you know a high-level overview of Republic, and then Amora will go into more detail about the program that we're running and the different venture capitalists and ecosystem builders that we work with and how that's you know adding to Republic's mission to democratize access to capital and investing. And we'll also give a quick little background on us. So if you have any questions about you know our story and how we got into this space, happy to answer. We're both very passionate about you know people getting into the startup world and seeing people succeed. It's a super exciting space to be in and super thrilled to be with all of you today. But I'll just give a quick high-level overview of Republic. Like Finn mentioned, we are a retail investing platform and we're on a mission to democratize access to investing to everybody and you know hoping to build generational wealth with people that have historically been excluded from financial systems and so the way that we do that is through the jobs act that was passed um, in congress so that's a great way to see government and the private sector working together republic was able to start and we were able to crowdfest or sorry, crowdfund companies up to, originally it was a million dollars, now the cap is $5 million. And this means that anybody can invest. Um, if you're 18 and older, you don't have to be an accredited investor. So historically, only accredited investors could invest in these really awesome deals that can you know, provide way higher returns than what's available in the public markets um, and investing in high growth startups. So we're super excited about that mission. Um, that's a big part of what we do and specifically our roles. And then we also do have a crypto advising arm. So very active in the crypto space in a lot of different, exciting, innovative ways. And then we also have our own our own venture fund as well. And so doing a lot in the with accredited investors, with non-accredited, but all with democratizing and making the startup and VC landscape more equitable uh, for all involved. So that's kind of a high level of Republic. I'll give a quick background on myself. Maura, if you want to give a quick background on yourself and then also what we're up to on the venture partner side of things. But how I kind of got into this startup investing world was definitely caught the startup bug early in college. You know, I was super interested in business being a force for good and social change in the world and found startups a super fascinating way to do that. And exciting, right? Everybody in the startup world is solving problems and it's at the cutting edge of technology and innovation and that's just a really you know, amazing space to be in, to learn and grow. And so caught that bug early, was really interested in social enterprise, ended up going to work for a founder directly, which really helped me realize, wow, you know, I wanna work with founders, I wanna work with companies directly that are in startup phase and help building those. So I most recently worked at Black Girl Ventures, working with black and brown female entrepreneurs, and then moved over to Republic here to work more with um, investors to help bridge that gap between founders and funders. So anyway, that's a little bit about me. I'll turn it over to Amora, my amazing colleague, and she can tell you a little about a little bit more about what we're up to at Republic and how you can get involved. Thanks, Maria. And I'll give a quick background on myself first and then go into the venture partner program. So I started my career out in the fashion industry and it translated into me working in fintech now a few years later, but throughout the throughout my entire career, I have worked in the operations space. 
And I also had an opportunity a couple of years ago to work as a program manager for an accelerator for female entrepreneurs, which was my introduction into this whole world. And the bug just bit me and I wanted to stay in it. So this opportunity at Republic opened up and it seemed like the best place to learn while also being able to work with contributors to the space on a daily basis. And that goes into the Venture Partner Program, which Maria mentioned that she and I are both um, community and program managers for. And our Venture Partner Program for Republic is a way for us to have access to the wider community while also having access to their deal flow as well. So we have everyone from actual VCs to ecosystem builders as a part of the program. And we, to date, have launched six cohorts, and we're coming up on our seventh. And yeah, it's been a great opportunity to not only connect these absolutely wonderful people, but as I mentioned earlier, to also have that access to that deal flow, what they're offering us, and also they have access to our portfolio companies as well. And from there, will we like to go straight into Q&A, or should we... I would just do a quick call to action, Maria. Yeah, definitely. Would love to take any questions related to Republic, a venture partner program, anything that we could help answer about, you know, being in this space, especially for students that are, you know, potentially interested in getting into VC or startup worlds. No question is, you know, off limits. So please feel free to ask away. I think I think there's already one actually. Let me just look. Also, just pop you guys' uh, LinkedIn in the chat in case anyone wants to ask something privately. Otherwise, there's also the link to Republic if everyone uh, wants to check it out. But so with regard to the Q and A, I think there's uh, one question. So the question is: uh, Do you think it may be a problem that young people can invest their money into startups through crowdfunding without perhaps having the insights necessary to do uh, such investments? So I think you mentioned that obviously you can start investing um, as early as 18 years. Old, uh, do you think it's uh, it's a problem that basically straight out of high school with your hard-earned money you can invest in startups that perhaps you don't have the the kind of insights necessary to do kind of like educated decision with the with this money? No, definitely. I can start with this one. I'm more please feel free to add anything. That's a great question, first of all. And yes, so definitely, you know, we make it, we work very closely with our legal team to make sure that we're in compliance. And that's a huge you know, competitive advantage that we have is, is just being compliant, being, you know, ahead of the game as far as, as legality goes. So to your question, we definitely have lots and lots of language on the website and you know, every investor, including myself, when I invest on in anything in Republic, you know, needs to acknowledge that this is startups, especially are super risky, right? You could lose every single dollar that you invest in this startup if it doesn't work out. And also, so even though you can be a non-accredited investor, there are still, there is still a limit to how much of your uh, net worth you could invest, right? So I think for me, it's, still less than $10,000 that it, that it would even allow me to invest into high, you know, high risk startup. So yes, I do think there is risk associated. You have to be aware of those risks. But I think the other great thing about Republic is we try to do a really good job of, in, of educating our investors, our retail investors specifically, um, of the, you know, kinds of due diligence we're looking for. We do that, you know, we do the due diligence and then put those campaigns up live for people to invest in. But always encourage any individual investor to do your own due diligence, you know, make sure that this is something that you personally, you know, see the value and think that it could be possibly successful one day in, in a liquidation event or a trigger event. But you also, you know, need to acknowledge that there is a very high risk in, in this kind of investing and, you know, only only make that investment if you're actually OK with losing 
you know, that amount of money that you would put up. So great question. Yes, there are risks. We do try our best to, you know, educate our investors and definitely encourage anyone, whether you're in the public or private markets to do your own due diligence and make sure that you feel confident and ask friends, right? Like that's what's so fun about this space is that you don't have to do it alone. You know, ask friends what they're investing in, ask people that you trust, you know, talk to other people that are active in the space and, and see what you can do to do your own due diligence on your investments. Yeah, I just like to add on to that as well, that we do have a relatively robust learn section on republic.co and it gives you insight into not only um, not only just a high level overview, but it also helps to define some of these terms, especially if you're 18 years old and you don't even know what due diligence is yet. It gives you some insight there. And also, I like Maria said, also highly recommend if you see a term that comes up or any questions, just take a moment to uh, research it yourself and definitely lean on your network as well. But absolutely, there is risk involved, but the space continues to grow. We are, and I'm sure that other companies as well are trying to build out as many educational resources as possible. All right. Thank you so much for, for elaborating on that. Specifically also for mentioning, obviously, that uh, it's important to consider it's still a very risky uh, endeavor, obviously. You also mentioned that you do your due diligence and that obviously independently investors should do their, their due diligence as well. So maybe a kind of follow-up question on that would be what kind of... Uh, things would you recommend to look at when doing due diligence? So which kind of parameters of due diligence are super important? So if you kind of briefly had to kind of elaborate on what to look at before you invest and what the due diligence entails, what would that be? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to just give my own personal approach to this, especially if it's a brand new company, for example, just looking at, I personally look at the founders and their story to look at how this company came to be, what was the inspiration for it, and also just looking at how it's currently performing in the market and how it's performed historically. And it helps me to make decisions there of, is this completely risky? Has it proven over time to be a good investment? Or do I just really feel like I can? move forward with this and that it'd be a good chance to take here. Yeah. Maria, would you add anything onto that as well? Yeah, definitely. I think a framework that I see used a lot, and I think, you know, there's an an element of the types of companies that we have on Republic. There's an added element of also crowdfundability, right? So, you know, any company that we have launched on our platform, we want them to be successful, right? Their success is our success. And we're super passionate about, you know, really bullish on these amazing startups that are going to change the world. And we want to be an active part of that, especially at the early stages of financing. So, but the main, the main three frameworks that I generally do for myself are product market and team. So like Amora mentioned, it's definitely important to me that, you know, does this team actually have the ability to succeed? Do they have the technical talent? Do they have the management talent? Right. Cause there are a lot of startup ideas out there, but not all of them are, are going to come to fruition because it takes a team of people that are convinced and committed to taking this idea um, to market. So Team is a big part of that. You know, experience obviously does play a role, but also there are a lot of amazing first-time founders that just need somebody to bet on. So there are other ways to evaluate traction in that sense as well. But team, you know, do they have the ability to take this and execute? Uh, market, is the, is this a sizable market opportunity, right? There's some really incredible niche products out there, but there's a difference between, you know, a small business on Main Street. It's something that's going to be eventually venture-backed and can scale across the globe. So Both of those things are needed, but you just have to realize like what kind of investment you're making and that will inform some of the due diligence there. And then also product, you know, so a lot of the companies that we have on our website are generally speaking, not everything, but most of the time are post-product and 
post revenue. So they already have been generating. Usually we're looking for somewhere, you know, minimum 10, you know, 10, 10K a month MRR. So these are companies that are in the market, they're performing well, they have traction to be able to show. And so those are kind of the three main things. And then for us, there is that added component of crowdfundability. Do they have some kind of community that they can draw from, draw from in order to fund their campaign on this website? Since it is very community focused and, you know, a great way to convert your customers into your investors. I think uh, someone in the, in the chat also asked something along the lines of if you can recommend any other platforms beyond Republic to investors who basically do their due diligence. Obviously, there's like, uh, like deal room and stuff like that. But uh, is there any particular platform beyond Republic that you recommend uh, we look at to kind of find out more about this startup or perhaps about the team? So, so what would you recommend on that line? Definitely. Do you mean about like crowdfunding, like the crowdfunding space? I mean, uh, for example, if an investor is doing their due diligence, do you okay. think all information is basically contained on Republic that they need to make uh, an educated decision? Or would you recommend they use, for example, other platforms? Also, like, particularly, I think what kind of weaves into this question is also with the team, for example, you mentioned part of the due diligence would be to look at the team. And VCs very often say, you know, A team and B idea better than A idea and B teams, basically. But how can an investor at home kind of evaluate the team dynamics, how, how good a team is and evaluate how well a team may be able to kind of implement the, the, the startup they're trying to, to aim for. It's like a bit of a two-part question kind of. No, no, that's great. No, thank you for clarifying. That's really helpful. I can give a short you know, answer and then would love to hear more thoughts on this too. But so yes, definitely. I mean, always encourage people to do their own due diligence as much as possible. We do a pretty thorough job with getting as much information on you know, our campaign pages as possible. And one way to maybe solve for kind of the issue that you're kind of bringing up is that we actually do have a function on the platform where you can actually chat with the founders. And so that's a really great way. I mean, that's on the Republic platform, but that's a really great way to kind of interact, you know, with the founders, kind of get a sense for what their vision is for the company and any concerns that you might have. You know, that doesn't necessarily happen with everybody, but that is a, a function that we have that I think could be super beneficial in getting to know the team a little bit better. And then, yeah, I mean, always recommend you to do your outside due diligence, and that can look like a lot of things. You know, LinkedIn is a great place to start. There's also, you know, Crunchbase, any of these kind of websites in the startup ecosystem that give you insight into different funding rounds, different things that these companies have been up to. TechCrunch always has a lot of great articles, you know, on early stage companies as well that might be helpful to look at. But I would start you know, I would start there. And then if you have any questions that aren't answered on the deal page, then definitely would encourage people to, you know, reach out on the platform and actually ask the founders themselves. Fantastic. I'm sorry, I'm switching between the Q&A and the, and the video. I think someone asked as well, with you guys being really kind of fully emerged in the startup space, is there a specific like sphere of it that you're particularly interested in? Maybe biotech, maybe. So you guys probably with all the startups that go through Republic have quite a, a nice overview. Is there like specific area you're particularly interested in or beyond interest, something where you think like, you know, this like, an era that's super exciting to be investing in right now. Yeah, I'm happy to start this one. So what it sounds like is you're asking about our personal investment thesis, sort of? From yeah, I mean, or well, perhaps just, just which area you find super exciting at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I would say I'm really, really interested in femtech. I've been interested in that even prior to joining the Republic team and just really excited to see how far that can go. There are so many issues that are being solved by these absolutely wonderful companies, things that have been 
that have been issues for a very long time. So it's so exciting to see them be fully addressed. Well, not only addressed, but to see these solutions come up and hopefully these won't be problems in the future. And I'm also interested in um, any companies focused on sustainability and like climate tech. I'll be completely honest, that's something that I'm still relatively new in, so I can't speak to that in detail, but it is especially watching the state of our planet to see that people are taking that hurdle head on and just watching where that's going to go. Definitely. No, yeah. I, I would echo uh, Amor's kind of interest in femtech. I do some volunteer work on the side for another organization called Parenthood Ventures. And so they work in the parent tech ecosystem. So that's definitely includes femtech, also has a lot of ed tech, some fin in consumer products as well. And I'm super intrigued by that because I think that there's a huge problem out there, especially in the caregiving market, right, for kids and working moms. And we've seen that during COVID of, you know, how are we going to keep women engaged in the workforce? That's definitely, you know, near and dear to my heart just as a woman. And, you know, I think women have incredible talents and I want to see them thrive. Amora and I both have experience working with female founders. So that's definitely close to my heart. And then another one, another interest area that I'm kind of starting to dabble in more is uh, fintech. You know, I come from a small town in Texas that's pretty economically disadvantaged at, at the greater whole and also just have traveled a decent amount, you know, abroad. I've been really privileged to do that in college and in undergrad. It's just made me realize that, you know, there are a lot of places in the world that don't even have basic necessities, right? I'm sitting in my house. I have internet to be able to talk to all of you today. And that is just not the case for a lot of people around the world and they don't know where their next meal is coming from. And I think that's another area that I'm super excited about is, you know, banking for the unbanked and also this idea that decentralized finance can really help, you know, provide more sustainable lifestyles and build wealth for those that have just really not been able to do that in, in the current climate of the world economy at large. So I'm super excited about fintech um, and we have some exciting, you know, fintech campaigns live right now in Republic too. So definitely can, you know, point people there as well. Fantastic. Yeah, if anyone wants to check out Republic, the link is in the chat. Uh, yeah, I can really completely resonate with what you, what you said. I also like just scrolling through Republic. It's so nice to see how so many different teams, so many different startups are really working day and night on tackling like problems that have been existing for so long. It's just like a, a really nice thing to see. Just to kind of vary off the time, looking at the last question, someone mentioned it on your website. You, you mentioned that you have a 90% plus success rate. So how exactly do you define uh, um, the success rates? What does that refer to exactly? Yeah, I believe, and please feel free to hop in, Maria. We're referring to the success of the campaign itself. If it's meeting its designated goal or succeeding it. And we also, with those companies, with our, due, with our due diligence, we also are very particular about the companies that we even allow to be on the platform in the first place. So that also contributes to that number. But please feel free to to jump in and add anything else if you have it, Maria. No, yeah, definitely. So we have, you know, our different uh, entrepreneurs in the platform set a minimum funding goal that they want to achieve. And so success to us would be meeting that goal or exceeding. It. And, you know, it's super exciting. We had actually a deal launch earlier this week that is oversubscribed. So we've got, you know, millions of dollars waiting to be invested and, you know, we'll figure that out later, but super exciting that there's actually a ton of demand for a lot of these deals. And I believe that was, I think that sold out in four hours. So, you know, there are definitely some deals out there that are super hot and we're super excited to just, you know, include more investors in that and see our founders meet their minimum and exceed that.
All right, fantastic. Do you actually have uh, some sort of, so obviously I assume not everyone can uh, basically put their startup on, uh, on Republic and uh, start crowdfunding. So is there any kind of, you obviously do your due diligence. So what's kind of like the filters of which startups, uh, which criteria do startups have to meet to be able to start basically crowdfunding their company? Yeah, I forget which question it was earlier, but Maria sort of touched on this a bit. We typically look at, there are of course exceptions, but we are looking at companies that are post-product and post-revenue. And from there we do, as part of the due diligence, we're looking into their financials to make sure that they actually have some runway there outside of solely the crowdfunding element of it. And we're also looking at the team to make sure that they have, they're the right people to raise on a platform like Republic. And ideally, we would like to look at companies that have their own community that they're bringing in as well to contribute to the crowdfunding element of their um, fundraising. Awesome. Thank you. I think uh, someone kind of asked the question following up on that is now from the perspective, not of the investor, but of the team, how can you really stand out on, on the platform as a, when you put your startup onto the platform, how can you stand out as a, as a potential investment for the people on the platform? Definitely. Well, crowdfunding, you know, definitely has a higher uh, value on marketing than maybe some private fundraising does. So I think one way is we do have, you know, our own marketing team that helps founders, you know, put together a really amazing campaign and work on their messaging and storytelling. But I think one way is, you know, coming coming with that ahead of time you know not just leaning not just solely leaning on our team but coming with some exciting opportunities maybe partnerships sometimes we have rewards based investing that's not every single deal but you know offering compelling rewards to potential retails retail investors on the platform is a great way to kind of get ahead of the curve and then as well as you know as a company coming up with a strategic plan for not just the republic side of the marketing but for your own marketing you know who are those high value targets that you want to reach out to you know obviously the the website reaches a ton of people. We have over a million users. But if there are investors or potential partners, vendors, things like that, that you want to get on their radar, you know, crowdfunding is a great way to do that. And I think that's one way to stand out in the campaign process is just getting ahead on marketing, coming with some creative ideas and honestly, just excitement, right? Like this is, this is exciting. If you're fundraising on a platform like this, you know, make it worth your while. So definitely those are some ways that I would recommend. All right. Fantastic. Thank you so much.